Hello, and welcome to the Wild Heart Meditation Center podcast. We release these episodes every week on Wednesday mornings, and the best way to support us is by clicking subscribe and taking a moment to rate the podcast wherever you are listening. If you'd like to support our efforts to keep the nonprofit Meditation Center open in Nashville, you can donate via Venmo by sending your donation to at Wild Heart Nashville, or you can make a donation through our website, wildheartmeditationcenter.org, by clicking the Donate tab. Peace and love. Hope you enjoy. All right. Well, you made it to the middle of the retreat, the middle day of in the talk, the midday talk. So congratulations. Halfway there. And speaking of halfway there, this month uh, I'll be celebrating my 40th birthday. <laughs> so I'll, I'll officially be in, in midlife. I'm, I'm going to uh, Disney World. I'm going to be at Magic Kingdom. Uh, my 40th, so I'm a big kid. I've been asked uh, if I'm having a midlife crisis. I don't know if I'm having a midlife crisis. I think I'm just having a life crisis, right? <laughs> I'm, a, I'm having a being born crisis. I think that's what the Dharma acknowledges, this crisis of life. So whatever way you find yourself on this retreat, mid-retreat crisis. Hopefully we can use that as a catalyst for peace. So let's review. What have we done so far together on this retreat? Uh, It feels like so long ago for some reason for me that we began the retreat in a deep contemplation of what you will smell like when you die. And mine is totally held true. I definitely smell like a lot of coffee and feet right now. So, uh, yeah, I don't know in whatever way that held true for you and the way you smell. But in our formal practice that we began with the first foundation of mindfulness in Satipatthana, in these four foundations of mindfulness, we are introducing the first foundation And the first foundation is mindfulness of breath and body. That we find a way to train our awareness to stay put in this present time experience. And when the mind wanders off into stories, judgments, plans, and fantasies, we come back to the breath, we come back to the body. And Andrew offered these instructions on anything but thinking so that we can break the addiction to the thinking mind. And from there on, we expound upon these lessons where Marika offered a way to add in a certain attitude to this first foundation. While we still practiced with mindfulness of breath and body, Marika offered this uh, tone of loving kindness with mindfulness of breathing. And I really like that. that. Generally what tends to take me away from the present time experience is a lot of fear. And um, the Buddha taught loving kindness as the antidote to fear. And when we bring in that kind, easeful, loving awareness with the breath, it tends to settle my mind some. And I like how she described it as like this, like, breath as a lover. It's like we're having a romantic getaway with our breath, this affair. 
Don't tell my wife. And so with this first foundation with loving kindness, we found ourselves this morning expanding into the second foundation of mindfulness. Vedana, or feeling tone. And when we bear witness, mindfully contemplating the body, we start to develop an awareness of how we receive the world. And all experience happens through this body, that the external meets the internal, and when they collide into this body, it's felt as either pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. So if we are mindfully present with the contact that happens through the eyes, through the ears, through the nose, through the tongue, and even uh, through the body and mind, we notice that there is an automatic response and that all experience is felt as either pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. And I don't know how much success you've had so far with this, but uh, there was quite a sales pitch about how this is a, a key to liberation. I, I, I believe that's very true. Right? Without mindfulness, we're just swept away in these impulses about fighting what is unpleasant, about clinging to what is pleasant, and ignoring what is neutral. But through mindfulness, we develop a sense of free will to see how this whole system operates. And we can mindfully observe without reacting and just staying present with whatever is pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. And so, through this noting of pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral, have you discovered the trick? Have you found that trick to make all experience pleasant and none be unpleasant? <laughs> have you found it yet? Because my mind sometimes tells me you could do that. Right? It's like this false promise my mind makes. If only. If only you found the right cushion, then you'd never experience pain. If only your leg wasn't asleep, this retreat would be so amazing if your, your, your feet never fell asleep. Uh, if only I was more energized and awake, then this retreat would be great. And then you get energized and awake, if only I was calmer, then. <laughs> if only they had more coffee in the dining hall. If I only had my combination memorized for my fucking lock on the door. <laughs> oh, wonderful practice with that combination I've had. So. But it's like the, the, the murmuring of the mind. We have these like, if only monsters. If only, if only. And maybe I can be a little sympathetic to that murmuring monster, the only monster in my mind. It's like our human system is just promising us that there is some sense of lasting happiness out there if we just get it right. Just out of our own self-preservation that our biology responds as pushing away anything that is painful and clinging to what is pleasurable. It is necessary for our survival but it is quite a liability to our own sense of happiness. So while I joke about there's a trick, um, there is a trick. And, and in this talk, I'm gonna offer you one of the tricks to hack the system to find a sense of well-being 
in a world that's like transient and changing. So the trick is to develop a relationship with the circumstances and conditions in life. Not necessarily trying to control the circumstances and conditions, because those will change. But once we develop a heart that is open to experience in a certain way, that's where the happiness lies. That's where the liberation lies. So we notice pleasant sensations arise. Oh, we meet that with a non-attached appreciation. We train the heart to meet that with gratitude. And as neutral arises, we want to stay present with that neutral. And then when pain arises, this may be a tall task, but meeting it with compassion, meeting it with a loving heart. And so I do want to uh, focus on the challenge of, of meeting what is unpleasant with compassion specifically in these next instructions. So to make it clear, sometimes they call compassion the quivering of the heart in the presence of pain. And this is a way that when we note unpleasantness, whether that unpleasantness is arising through the eyes, through the ears, through the nose, through the tongue, through the body, through the mind, when unpleasantness arises, we meet it with the company of love. Ajahn Sachito once said, we look for certainty in things that can never be certain, constantly pulled out by the world. We leave the only thing that can ever be certain, the heart. Rather than attempting to get away from unpleasant feeling, we can review it, soothe and release some of this tangles. We might find it's impossible to be with discomfort, yet, oh, excuse me, we might find it's, it's possible to be with discomfort, yet free and deeply secure. We find this, that as this discomfort arises, we can still have a sense of freedom and security. It is through the heart. So it's making space. Can we make space for what may feel unlovable? Finding love for what is unlovable. I don't know about you, but I know I've felt unlovable as a person before. And I don't know if there's any deeper suffering than the suffering of being excluded, feeling isolated, feeling like I don't belong. And unfortunately, that's a suffering I know very deeply, this isolation, shame, and sense of not belonging. And so while I know that deeply, I may want to respond to that by not excluding any part of my experience not abandoning anything in me, even if it's difficult. So welcoming the parts of us that may be abandoned with open arms, saying, come on in, I'm creating space for you too. So through this compassion, I want to practice self-compassion, bringing it in. And there may be a sense of discovery about what this really means to you. Right? Through these talks, they're instructions, and through your meditation, it's the direct experience of discovery. What is being loving towards what is painful? What is compassion directly? I can tell you, through some of my own 
guess in check games, it's not necessarily about figuring something out. It's not like treating our pain like it's a problem to be solved. For me, it's more about not figuring it out so it'll eventually go away. I got this problem of pain. I got to figure out this pain and then eventually it'll go away. But it's more of a way to just love this experience as it is and loving yourself exactly as you are. I love you just the way you are. And sometimes I get creative in my compassion meditation. I love singing to myself. Good old Mr. Rogers. It's you. I like not the clothes you wear, not the way you do your hair, but it's you. I like the way you are right now, the way down deep inside you, not the things that hide you, not your toys, they're just beside you, but it's you. I like just the way Pain, oh, I like you just the way you are, pain. Disappointment, heartbreak, shame, oh, I love you just the way you are. And there's great freedom in that. Like even just like welcoming that concept of Mr. Roger, Mr. Rogering my pain. It's like, yeah, oh, Mr. Rogering. I made it kind of like a verb. It's like, oh, what a relief. The direct experience. Not outthinking pain, not outsmarting pain. The direct experience of softening into pain. So I want to explore some instructions that you'll be going through today. That pain shows up in countless ways. And for me, sometimes pain is like the alarm bell of showing me what is calling for love. As pain arises, maybe we can turn our mind to a reminder of that's where we need to bring care. And that's a pretty high bar. That's like counter-instinctual. The instinct is to hate pain. But if we train the mind to hear pain in a certain way, that is a cry for your own love and care, I think I'm willing to take on that task. Even Thich Nhat Hanh talks about the lesson of the mindfulness bell. Right? We hear the bell, it's a reminder to practice mindfulness. But he also says that anything can be our mindfulness bell. That we're sitting in uh, traffic or stopped at a red light. We can train ourselves to go, oh, that red light is a mindfulness bell. And uh, maybe Tonight we can practice pain as the mindfulness bell. As we feel pain in this body, feel pain in this mind, feel pain in this heart. Oh, that's a reminder. Mindfulness. Let's be mindful, present, and kind. And then over and over, we create the habit to be kind towards pain. So while there are these like limitless expressions of pain in our own internal systems, I, I feel like I do want to offer a contextual instructions of what I will guide this meditation um, in three ways. That pain of the body, like the physicality of pain, 
pain of the mind, bearing witness to the, the painful thoughts that arise with kindness and love. And then pain of the heart, holding space for the emotional pains with, with care. So first starting with pain of the body, as you've been on this retreat, have you experienced any pain in your body? Maybe we could start with, you know, have you heard any annoying sounds? That counts as pain. Annoying sound counts as pain. Being compassionate towards the experience of sitting with annoying sounds. Any nasty smells? Peace and love, I share a room with Andrew. <laughs> is that a comment on me or you? A little bit of both. We've, we've, we've got some, some wonderful opportunities for practice with sharing a bathroom. <laughs> uh, any uh, terrible tastes that arise? I know we've had some like great food, so maybe you know, bringing appreciation to the delicious food, but it, at the same time noticing that that's impermanent. I woke up this morning with some interesting tastes in my mouth. Oh, okay, being <laughs> compassionate, compassionate even towards the tastes in the mouth. Painful sights that arise. Uh, last night I was giving the talk and there was that light right there. And so you could see me, there's some pain, pain in the experience of a spotlight. But most of my pain is in my body, right? This felt sense of like my ass hurting, even right now my, my foot's kind of asleep. And while this may seem small as a profound practice of being able to become curious and caring and play with our relationship to the pain in this body, because it is a training. The same way we treat the pain in our leg is the same way we treat the pain in, in our heart, the same way we treat the pain in the world. And this is where our freedom lies. That if we are, end up being aggressive and attacking towards the pain in our leg, we will be an aggressive attack, attacking person in the world. So we can bring in a sense of, of being present with the pain. And maybe playing a guess and check game, what that would be like for you. What's, what's it like to be present with pain? And I know a good amount of my practice was like toughening it out. Like bullying myself to see how long I could stay with this pain. And then my body would get really tight. And I'd be training myself in a very tight body and a very bullying heart. But maybe we can soften, <laughs> softening into the pain. And to be real, like, yeah, I was talking about softening, but even checking in right now, can you even like soften your body, even around the parts of your experience that are painful? And I say that with complete curiosity, because I know sometimes we can't. I don't want to have like a moral correctness that we always have to have a soft body. Because sometimes the body doesn't want to be soft. It's you I like, just the way you are. Tight body, I love you just the way you are. But at the same time, maybe we can soften into having a, top, a, a tight body. That's okay. And just maybe meeting a tight body with a soft heart. That when our pain arises, maybe playing a sense of uh, curiosity and creativity. Creatively engaging with pain. Okay, 
my mind is used to bullying pain or hating pain, what else could I do? What else could I do? What would a loving mother do? If I was the mother to this experience, you know, I talked about meta being motherly love, like an ideal mother. What would an ideal mother do with this pain? You know, like something comes to mind, like uh, giving it a kiss. <laughs> I'm not going to lean down and kiss my foot, but giving it a mental kiss. This pain arises. Can I, can I mentally kiss my boo-boos? Did it go away? No. Oh, another opportunity to incline my mind to kiss my boo-boos. Okay. Oh, yeah, there it is. And I'm not suffering so much when, when pain becomes an opportunity to train my heart to love. Oh, not suffering so much. So as we want to develop compassion towards the pain of the body, also looking at the sense gate of the mind. As we talked about, then in Buddhism we have six senses, not just five, we have six, because the mind is considered a sense. So we can look at some of these painful thoughts that arise. Have you experienced any painful thoughts? Comparing mind? That happens to me a lot. Well, even on this retreat, Roy is like right in front of me, sitting there in full lotus with his back up, right? Oh, gosh, and I'm teaching this retreat. In no way. He, he probably should be teaching this retreat with that awesome posture over there. <laughs> it's like, okay, peace and love to you, mind. Painful comparing mind. <laughs> the judging mind. This mind that becomes inflamed. Right? You ever feel like you have an inflamed mind? I do. Resentful mind. Oh, I should have been doing this all along. You know, like, we're all doing the best we can. We're all, pro I talked about it last night, we're all products of our environment. So welcome to this environment, and as resentment arises, this environment is asking you to forgive yourself. Even being compassionate and forgiving to any ways of resentment rises in the mind. Shameful thoughts. A student of mine, he, one of his uh, loving kindness phrases is, It's okay, sweetie. It's okay, sweetie. So as the mind gets so self obsessive, Oh, it's okay. It's okay, sweetie. So having a sense of creativity, I think, is really helpful that we develop these rather secure voices in our mind and in, to stretch our own capacity to care. So the pain in the body, pain in the mind, and then the last part I want to look at is pain in the heart, these emotional pains. Yes visiting tendencies of the heart, things like fear, things like anxiety, frustration, disappointment, sadness, grief. These words that I'm saying that um, are, are um, very experiential. You know, I'm not really even sure what an emotion is intellectually. I'm not sure if I can even tell you what grief is, but I know I felt it. That's what compassion is, the willingness to feel it, be with it. 
I can tell you where sadness lives in my body occasionally. I can tell you where my mind goes with sadness. Can we be compassionate and open with that as it rises? Yeah, you can be here too. Uh, just the way you are, heart. Mm. So looking at pain in these three ways, pain in the body, pain in the mind, pain in the heart, and bringing this in with um, the building blocks of Satipatthana that we've been going through, that when we practice this Vedana practice, noting pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral, when unpleasantness arises, we can shine the light of mindfulness to bring in that quality to feel and to know. And to feel, starting with feel. And I want to welcome in a compassion phrase, just to even say to ourselves, I feel you. I feel you. Maybe just silently saying that to yourself, I feel you. Just noticing how that lands. I feel you. You know, there's an experience of right now uh, of opening up. I feel you. It's like, yeah, let's, let's allow this to be here. Opening up to experience, the willingness to feel experience. I feel you. And for me, it's not so much about chasing anything down, right? It's opening, not grasping. So to feel is to allow feelings to come towards you, not chasing them down. And to know, you know, maybe just resting, trying on that phrase, silently saying to yourself, I know you. I know you, it has a sense to me about like knowing something in, on an intimate level. I know you, I know you. And for me, it's not necessarily an intellectual knowing, like I figured you out. It's not, I feel you and I figured you out. It's I know you. And so when we have this opening up of mindfulness to feel and to know, I want to add the compassion part to this. And the next phrase we'll use is, I care about you. I care about you. So these will the, are the phrases we will use. I feel you. I know you. I care about you. Like I said, some of this exploration of care may, may be creatively engaging with pain, finding out what that means to you. And as we go through this discovery, I think it's uncovering that the heart is already caring. These qualities of loving kindness, compassion, appreciation, and equanimity aren't things we have to implant. They're there all along. It is the natural human tendency to love. We want to care for one another, right? 
The heart knows. The mind may fall into traps of addiction and hating, but the heart knows compassion deeply. So if we just trust this heart, knows that caring is enough. And this may show up in different ways to you. That to a certain degree, tolerance, just sitting with. Maybe just hating your pain a little less today may be the compassionate thing for you. It may not be an on-off switch. You may not just open up to a complete romance to your pain right now. Maybe it's like, okay, how could I hate this a little less today? But at the same time, there may be an opening up into a complete beauty of discovering the depths of compassion, the romance, the <laughs> and just exploring how that is for you. There's no right or wrong way. And so let's, uh, let's, let's stretch for a second and we'll, we'll try this on. as you already have in this supportive posture, seeing what this body needs right now, opening up the lines of communication between the mind, the body, and the heart. And if it feels right for you, having the eyes closed, taking the awareness inward. Start with a few deep in and out breaths to soothe the body and the mind, breathing in through the nose and out through the mouth. Just giving ourselves just a few deep in and out breaths to settle into this present time experience. noting ease on the exhalation. And over time, letting go and letting the body breathe itself. Watch how you're being taken care of. Resting the mind on the very simple instructions as you breathe in, know that you're breathing in. And as you breathe out, know that you're breathing out. Feeling and knowing the breath.
of course, the awareness will wander into the thinking mind, just simply guiding the awareness back into the breath with an easeful, friendly attitude. This good friend, the breath, that's always available for us anytime we need it. It's reacquainting yourself with this good friend, the breath. So as we maintain this mindfulness of breathing, I invite you to expand the awareness into mindfulness of the body, bringing a sense of ease into this body by scanning throughout the body, softening any points of tension held. And starting with the face, we can soften the brow, Soften the eyes, release the jaw. And pouring this easeful awareness down through the throat into the shoulders moments of stress and anxiety, the shoulders get really uptight, just bringing safety and security into the shoulders by allowing gravity to pull down on the shoulders. And feeling the weight of the arms resting and the hands resting. state of rest that naturally arises when we release. And bringing mindfulness towards the front of the body, the chest, the heart. Softening the belly, easeful belly. Feeling into the point of contact with your seat. The body resting in your seat. Scanning the awareness all the way through the legs, down to the feet. maintaining this mindfulness of breath and body for a while. 
we welcome in the wisdom of Vedana, of noting pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral feelings. Have you noticed any unpleasantness arising within this body? Whether that's through the eyes, the ears, the nose, the tongue, or this felt body. Noticing anything painful arising within this body. And shining the light of compassion towards this pain by silently saying, I feel you. Breathing in and breathing out, I feel you towards the pain. Opening up the relationship, introducing yourself, I feel you. feel you, and I know you, getting to know this painful experience directly, becoming curious with it, like an old friend, oh, I feel you, and I know you, breathing in and breathing out, in the presence of pain, I feel you, and I know you, I feel you, and I know you. feel you, I know you, I care about you, allowing this pain to be our mindfulness bell, to remember to be loving, maybe even giving it that mental kiss, kissing our pain, I care about you. Seeing if we can soften into the pain, removing any barriers, restrictions. I feel you, I know you, I care about you. Towards the physical pain, I feel you, I know you, I care about you.
invite you to shine the light of mindfulness directly towards the mind. Has there been any painful tendencies of the mind coming to visit you during this retreat? Any thoughts that hurt? shame, I'm not good enough, any of the resentments we hold towards ourselves, the judging, the doubt, I can't do this. Those are all worthy of our attention and love. So breathing in and breathing out, I feel you to the difficult mind. Where do we feel this mind? I feel you. I feel you. ourselves with these difficult tendencies of the mind. I feel you and I know you. I feel you and I know you. Knowing directly, not just on an intellectual level. I feel you and I know you, mind. I feel you and I know you, mind.
So now I invite you to gather your awareness and move towards welcoming compassion to the emotional aspects of this experience. So I invite you to bring your awareness into the emotional core of the body, bringing presence into the heart, maybe even envisioning that you're breathing in and out from your heart space. And it may be helpful to even bring in a sense of touch into the heart, putting your hands onto your heart and allowing this heart to be held. And at the same time, being the one that is holding this heart, caressing this heart. Just breathing in and out from this heart space, welcoming in compassion. I feel you. I feel you. Becoming curious. What is calling to be felt in this emotional space? What pain of emotion is arising in this experience? And opening up with the phrase, I feel you. I feel you. Whatever is longing for your love, I feel you. I feel you. heart is longing for love and compassion. I feel you. Understanding. I feel you and I know you. I know there is pain in this heart. I know. bringing in care. I care about this heart. Touching into the woundedness of the emotional core. I feel you. I know you. And I care about you. 
being sweet with what hurts. feel you, I know you, I care about you. Just giving ourselves some soothing, deep in and out breaths. Just in through the nose and out through the mouth, welcoming ease, softening the body. Coming back into the space, opening your eyes whenever you are ready.
And so these are the instructions to take with us for the rest of the evening as we use this first foundation of mindfulness, being with the breath, being with the body. And as the mind wanders, just coming back to the breath, coming back to the body, we can even tie in compassion with the presence of the breath and the body. Breathing in, I feel you. Breathing out, I know you. Breathing in, I care about you. Just having that simple inclination of the mind with that first foundation. And then the second foundation, as inevitably we will experience the spectrum of these three feeling tones, pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral, and just knowing those there, whether that's mentally knowing them or just knowing in your gut that uh, these sensations are felt when, when the sensation is unpleasant, offering that care and being creative, whether that unpleasant sensation arises through the body, through the mind, through the heart, just knowing it directly with care. I feel you, I know you, I care about you. And for me, it's a wonderful practice during walking meditation, just planting my feet and just saying these, I feel you, feeling the, the foot touch the earth. You know, that Thich Han talks about the foot, or the, the foot kissing the earth. I feel you, feeling the earth, feeling your foot. I know you, knowing the earth. I care about you caring for the earth, right? So bringing this in to our walking meditation can be quite beautiful. Um, yeah, I think that's the instructions. Was that clear? Um, I do want to open up for maybe a couple seconds if anybody has any questions on where to take this. Any other clarifications on practice? Yeah, feel, feel good. Okay. All right. So uh, go forth and practice in whatever way you see fit. See you later tonight.